When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon to discuss all the latest from Parkhead. On the pod today, Celtic's board continue to back Neil Lennon, but is there really any way back for the manager at this point? As if that wasn't enough, the club have an AGM to deal with next week. We will also look forward to the upcoming January transfer window. So, Michael, um, I mean, we could start anywhere at the moment. Uh, it's just been constant. Neil Lennon under you know a lot of pressure from the fans, even if the the board are continuing to back him. So, what did you make of the? the club's latest statement um, how, how do you see it you know on the surface and sort of reading between the lines what does it what does the statement tell us well I, I don't think it went down particularly well with, with the masses really um, I think that's the reality of it as well but I think um, oh, listen there's, there's two ways you can look at it you can look at it as that it's a board showing tremendous loyalty to a, a, a great club servant and giving him a chance to, to, to repair some of the damage that's been done or you can look at it as a kind of a kind of Trumpian denial of reality. <laughs> we have not we have not lost the election yet. We're still going to keep fighting, type type thing. Um, and it also suggests that maybe there isn't a, they haven't got another option at the moment, but to kind of stick with it. Um, it's, a, it's a, I mean, it's a kick of the can down the road till after the old firm game, isn't it? Really. Mm. Um, so it's been framed as in kind of seven games to for for Neil and save his job. I think it should be framed as seven games to save Celtic season, yeah. if it's if it is savable. Um, so it's uh, listen. But, but I, I thought we'd reached the point of no return in terms of the manager position three or four times now in the last kind of few weeks. I think I am. Um, after the Sparta Prague game, both Sparta Prague games, I thought it looked, it looked like dangerous at the end of the road. The Ross County game, I think everyone thought, well, this has to be the end of the road. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the game, I was at the game on Sunday there, and I thought that had a, that had an end of days feel about it. Um, sometimes, I mean, listen, I've been in this game 20 years uh, all over the country, and you can, there's sometimes you, can get, a, you get an, an aura and a sense, even before a game, that, 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 that something's got something's happening. It's like kind of, I think that's, that's, I don't know, a sixth sense you get, and it had that feel last Sunday, um, and that's even without an atmosphere. But you just tell even the first ten minutes of the game, you're like, mm, this doesn't look of a, a real watershed moment. But it turns out it wasn't again. Um, but obviously the board coming out and 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 giving their full unequivocal backing to the manager. Like I say, it's admirable in some respects because listen, modern football managers get one bad spell. And then that's same. Um, which whether that's fair or not, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's. I think it's perhaps it's harsh, especially with someone with a track record like, like Neil Lennon, a track record of winning games and winning trophies. Um, but they must be looking at the, what's happening in the pitch, and there must be alarm bells ringing because it's just not working just now. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's it's looking like 
the managers tried different formations, different lineups, different tried to kind of be critical in public, tried to cajole them in public. It's the carrot, it's the old uh, Malcolm Tucker line, they tried the carrot and the stick, then battled them with the carrot and the stick. <laughs> I've cl- I cleaned that up there, I, can, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> but it ends slightly different, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, he's tried everything, and yeah. I don't know if it's worked, but so it's a holding it's a holding position right now. Um, but there's big games ahead, so maybe maybe this does kind of give the, the manager and the squad a bit of bit of leeway to get on with some business in hand with a bit less uncertainty. I don't know, but it's, it's a gamble they're taking yeah. us now. You touched on it there, you know, talking about uh, you know sort of reading between the lines of the the board's statement. Um, is it you know a case that they really think that Lennon can turn this around, or is it just they simply don't have another option? So. <sighs> How much do you think it's one or the other at the moment? Is there nowhere else to turn, or is there? Do they really think there's a genuine belief that this can be turned around? Well, I think it's more hope than anything else. I think yeah. it's a relatively, I'm saying relatively. There's no, I mean, the way Celtic are playing this now, they've just dropped points to St Johnston and lost to Ross County, so there is no relatively easy uh, run of fixtures for them now. But they've got quite, they've got a few home games. They've got Kelly United at home. They go to Hamilton. It's, it's not a, a obviously the Scottish Cup final in there. Which is a, which is a, a now a, a absolutely what well, always would be a huge game, but particularly in the circumstances. Um, so I think that they're actually just hoping to get through this spell with the cup and the on the on the sideboard and, and a few and, and four wins, um, and domestically and get into that that Rangers game and then hoping that they can beat Rangers. And if you beat Rangers in that match, then all of a sudden the whole picture changes and then the momentum shifts and that stuff. So they've kind of hung their hopes on this happening. The mm-hmm. problem I've got is there's very little evidence of that actually yeah. out to the case. Um, and we've got some we spoke about it all season. I think even during the, the kind of eight match winning run after Fernand Varos, there was problems all over the place. I mean, I think we were highlighting them on this podcast, saying, "Listen, there's trouble coming down the pipe. They keep playing this way. There's trouble coming down the line." And sure enough, it's 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 proven to be the case. And likewise, the evidence we've seen in the last twelve games is that. that this is not going to be a straightforward period to to the January second game, mm-hmm. um, whereas it probably should be, but it's not going to be. Um, so, you're talking about an option, a plan B. Well, I think I think it's clear. I don't think there is. I mean, I think if if there was, it would have happened. Somebody, somebody they could have lined up to come in. I think that listen, they spared themselves a lot of hassle if they could if it, after the Ross County game, or whatever. Said right, okay, it's not working. I'm afraid. Listen, thanks, thanks for everything, but we need to make a change. Um, and brought in. Uh, listen, it have to be. Uh, I'd have to be. I understand their, their, their difficulties because it's hard for some point of man in times when they're doing okay and when they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, to do it now when they're, they're struggling and the weight of history on top of them, I think it's it's a fairly, fairly impossible task, really. Unless yeah. you're throwing silly money at a guy with a major ego, which must all managers of egos. <laughs> but you need to throw some serious dough at a big hitter uh, to come in and, and turn it round. Um, I just don't know how logistically. I don't know how that how 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 realistic that actually is at this point in time. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I've got sympathy for them for having no plan B because I think the plan B is a, a really difficult thing to construct at this point in time. But then the, 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 the counter is they can't afford to let things rumble on the way they have. So mm-hmm. I, I think the I think the Celtic board have basically put their hands up and said we're snookered. That's what, that's what the yeah. statement basically said. We're, we're, we're completely snookered. I mean, you hope for the best. That's that's what I got from it. Uh, 
Well, certainly, I mean, you always kind of hesitate to make sort of sweeping statements about a support at large, but I mean, I think it's quite safe to say now that the vast majority seem to think that this is irreversible in, the, in its current form. And obviously you see it, we're seeing it kind of every day now almost with the protests outside Celtic Park. Um, there was more fans went down after the St Johnston game, but it seems like these, as much as the club take these banners down, they're just being replaced by more and more. I mean, you know, obviously you say that the board maybe feel that there's there's no other option at the moment, but to kind of go against the wishes of what seems to be the vast majority of fans, it's, it seems like a really just game to play, doesn't it? Yeah, it's risky, but I think... I think the the, the the frustration that's boiled over. I think it's it's a construct of the of the environment around just now as well. I think people are, are frustrated in, in life in general. Um, a lot of fans have spent a lot of money to basically watch games on their laptops uh, with no end in sight in terms of return to the football. They're not getting that release. They're not getting that vent at a game. You don't boo. You can't boo at the final whistle at half time and all that stuff to let their feelings be known. So it's it's a kind of pent up frustration that's it's yeah. kind of exploded. Sorry? Can't even go to the pub and do it either. Well, I can't even go to the pub and, and ramp with your pals and yeah. all that stuff. Exactly. So it's it's a lot of a lot of that is, is symptomatic of the situation. I think everyone's in this now. I don't think you can the people outside Celtic Park, I don't think that they are representative of the wider support in terms of the behaviour. I mean that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um but I think kind of casting it out wider, there is a kind of widespread kind of disillusionment with the way it's gone this season. I don't think anyone anticipated this season to go quite as badly, quite as quickly. I think everyone, I think people realise it's going to be a tough season. I think, I think, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of willful blindness with Celtic supporters sometimes when they think that, that they still see Rangers through the kind of the banteriers prism. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case anymore. They're a serious team. And last season, it was fine margins. I know the gap was 10, 13 points by the time the league was shut, but it, there was fine margins in that as well. I mean, you look at the actual amount of points dropped, it wasn't that many. Um, so I mean, it's, it's two or three game difference. So there was there wasn't a big enough gap to to, to jump really uh, this season. So I think there's that that kind of willful blindness that some sports have that they should canter it again to ten. That was never going to happen this year. But I don't think that's that's been a problem because Rangers are way ahead of, of whether you would normally expect the kind of title rivals to be. They're probably five or six points ahead of where they are, which is. The gap really, when you talk about games in hand and all that stuff, it could really be kind of five or six points. So mm-hmm. it would be, it would be, I mean, have only, they've not dropped that I many, they've dropped, was it 10 points or something like that in the league, nine points? Yeah. Um, 12 points now, um, which is not great, but it's probably about half a dozen more than they would expect to be at this stage. And likewise, Rangers are half a dozen ahead of what they expect it should be. So it's, 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 it's just highlighting it even more. And listen, the European thing, I mean, this, we keep talking about two and 12. Uh, two wins in 12 games but five of them have been in Europe so that's not even affecting the domestic scene um, but the problem is that they, those games have been I mean so bad that it's piled. we saw it we saw it with uh, Ronnie Dyla's time in the second season as well yeah. um, mostly, mostly that, that the odds up up in domestically wasn't great but the European stuff really like kind of I mean you remember Mulder the fight in the bench at Mulder and all that stuff the European stuff it becomes a real problem Um because it's it's like an embarrassment on a kind of a kind of global kind of scale, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like kind of it's, it's embarrassing shipping forty Sparta Prague twice, um, so that's pulling the pressure. Um, so it, it's a difficult situation that that, that they're in, um, and it's just a case of 
I mean, I don't. It's just you're, you're searching for for a, for a catalyst to turn it around. Yeah, you just they just don't see it just now. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I think the fans don't. I mean, listen, Celtic yeah. fans have got a, a lot of sensible supporters who who are analytical about it, and they've came to the conclusion: no, that's enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it may even be the case that it's, it's already too late. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it might actually be the case that it, it wouldn't, wouldn't matter because the, your, the, the rival team is better this year. It might be that's the case. I mean, the dust settles. But the problem they've got is that it's, we're not finding out if it's Celtic at full capacity just now. And then if they were and still get beat, then you may have to hold your hands up. But yeah. the, the moment Celtic are gift wrapping it, and that's the hard part for fans. Yeah, because I think you're right. You, I think the majority of fans would accept, well, obviously it'd be extremely disappointing. But if. You know, they were simply beaten over the course by a better Rangers side. But as you say, it's they seem to be gift wrapping it. Uh, yeah. It's on the they, they would lose their marbles. They'd lose their marbles anyway if that happened. But I think um, when the dust settles in history, kind of analyse it, you would you could say, well, Rangers were a better team that year. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, likewise, when Celtic stopped Rangers attempt at 10, that Rangers squad was way, way ahead of Celtic in terms of man for man ability and value. And lost the league that year um, because things conspired. Um, he's an aging Richard Goffs and all that stuff. And Paul Gascoigne had lost the, lost the kind of his way. Um, Loudrop wanted out. I think, I think Marco Negri was the top scorer at Christmas and hit by a squash ball in the eye. It's conspired against teams. Yeah. Maybe it's just the football and the it's Scottish football and gods just don't allow it to happen. I don't know. You can. But it, it, it sometimes seems that actually that's the way that the fates conspire against you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's happened to Celtic. It's a perfect storm this time with Celtic. It's, it's, getting, it's everything that could go wrong is going wrong. It's, um, it's, I mean, you get injuries, COVID. I mean, it's games getting called off and all that stuff. It's just, it's just one thing after another. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it beyond the power of, of, of um, Neil Lennon and the board, but a lot of it is. In the, the capabilities of the board and the line, so they can't just yeah. uh, abdicate responsibility either. Yeah, and that's obviously, of course, where the, the real frustration seems to lie. And you, mm. you, know, you mentioned the need for a sort of catalyst to turn things round. Like ordinarily, you'd think a cup final would be the the ideal <laughs> opportunity to do that. But I mean, if Celtic go and beat Hearts, which you know they're still expected to do, even at the moment, do you, would it really change that much in terms of? You know how the fans see the current situation. Well, that's the thing. I doubt it. That's the thing. That's the. Th- I mean, I don't even get a day at Hamden to kind of celebrate winning a trophy. And that's the kind of maybe that's. Like, I think that's quite a sad thing as well. I mean, Celtic are, are, are looking to win a, a fourth consecutive treble. That will that will never ever be repeated again in, in Scottish football. I mean, and you, listen, you can you'll, you'll have people who from outside the club who will. Say, ah, oh, it doesn't like, doesn't really matter because there's no competition. Well, there was because each one of those trophies been won when their big rival was back in the league. So they've mm-hmm. won four trebles with Rangers in the league. So I mean, if they forget this over the line, it be four trebles with with our main rivals uh, and around it as well. So uh, it would be an amazing achievement to get to, to find. I mean, already it's weird because it's in December and it's been delayed since last year and all that. And I, I know that's out of kilter, mm-hmm. but um, it, and it just seems to be that there's there's no enjoyment on it. I mean, my, if this had been in May. Um, two weeks before the cup final, having secured the, the league and all that stuff, I mean, it had been it had been hailed as I mean, this incredible opportunity to go and set a set a record that will never be beaten, because it'll never happen again. But and the, the weird situation we're in now is that it's it's the, the build up to it is complete and utter abject misery, anger, and frustration. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, because what I've been ten days away from it, and it's—I feel like it's barely been mentioned. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's it's because it's not it's not the big issue right now. It's this this all-encompassing ten in a row that I think is um is engulfed uh, everyone, which I think is. I mean, I, I don't I don't get the obsession with it. To be honest with you, I just don't. I, I mean, I, I I get I understand the, the desire to do it and all that stuff, but it's it's actually been so damaging to everyone. At, at Celtic and listen and across the city as well because um, they're throwing money at it as well to try and stop it and it's, it's it's been harmful it's not it's not done anyone any good I don't think mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's Celtic have taken their eye off the ball where it really should matter as well when it's in Europe because the European um, form for too many years has been has been has been uh, not up to scratch and the Champions League I mean they've had this Champions path for, for the nine goes at ten goes at it and it's and they've only about three or four times got to the group stages in the Champions League. Yeah. I, think, I think this ten in a row thing is is taking the focus away from that should have been the environment and opportunity that it had to be established as a proper European force. I'm not talking about winning Champions League and all that stuff. I'm talking about a regular Champions League group stage team year in year out. Um, maybe maybe get into the knockout stages every every so often. Yeah. And they haven't done it. They're further they're further away from it now than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Which I think I think that is the big that is that is the the thing that, that like I say would would be in the middle of it just now. But when you look back in ten fifteen years, I think people will say listen you, you had this nine in a row time and I think it's happened with Rangers near nine in a row time as well. By the way, I think the European failures I think is um is it was also now coming into sight. Um, but at this point in time, I think the Euro, I think the ten in a row is taken away from the European um, targets and um, it's, it's been to club detriment. To be honest with you. Um, but as we keep saying, it's it's, it's, it's all encompassing. Because there's certainly clubs of a comparable size. You would think you would just say maybe the likes of maybe Ajax and I don't even know, like say Salzburg teams like that, like of a kind of comparable size to Celtic, who are doing pretty much what you just mentioned there. You know, they're not. You know, obviously Ajax got the semi-final of the Champions League a few years ago, but. You know they're not in contention for winning these competitions every single year, but they're they're always in and around it, and it's it certainly seems like something that it probably should have been possible for Celtic. Well, that's what I mean, I mean, I mean, UEFA have I did them. I mean, all right, listen, they, they, can, they would always moan about having the four qualifiers in the last kind of five or six years, and that is missing. It's not ideal, but these qualifiers were all. I mean, I, I, I mean, I look at I look at the teams that have put Celtic out in the qualifiers um, over this whole period. And um, you go back to you go back to the Maribors, you go back to Malmo, uh, AK Athens, Cluj, Ferns Varos. None of these teams should have put Celtic out once or twice in ten years. You think you take a hit now and again, so they're not, they're not bad sides. But none of these teams should have been putting Celtic out. They never once get a draw that was a complete stinker, and you think, oh, that's 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 really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they went through against uh, Hapoel Beersheba and against Astana one, a couple of times. Um, but these are teams that were all should all be beatable along the way. So I think that's that'll be that's five that's five Champions League campaigns I've just ruled off there, which is the best part of 180 million quid. Yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't the dream as well? Because you think where they could have been if they even turn a few of them into proper campaigns. But it's it's listen that's that's going to be the kind of looking back and um, we're drawing up the history in years to come. At the moment they've got a, a problem in their hands getting the dealing with the present. Um, but I, th- I just think the ten in a row is, is 
has taken the eye off the, the real prize and it's and then that's that's what will be the, the kind of the, the bigger regret when the dust settles and all this and all this carry on. Yeah. Well speaking of the present, um coming up next week Celtic have got their AGM and like everything else this year it's not as we quite know it. Um it's sort of, sort of a virtual AGM this time around. Um I think is it understanding that the you know obviously the kind of usually the most interesting part of this is when the shareholders get to ask questions, but I mean obviously that won't be possible in the the traditional way this year, which is maybe might be a good thing for maybe selected questions to be answered. How do you see this panning out? Because in its its traditional form it could have been a bit of a car crash this year, do you think? <sighs> you would have thought it'd be a bit of a bun fight, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, you listen. You always think I've, I've been to these. I've been to these AGMs, and you always think, "Oh, this is going to be a, a bond fight," and it never really tends to be the case. No. To be honest with you, people like you say, people don't. Have, I mean, look at social media and all that stuff. And when it comes to real life, you don't stand up and see these things in, in real life. Uh, but there will be some tough questions. Um, I, I, I don't. I think I think that'll take the heat out of it. The fact that it's, it's virtual. Um, you hit that mute button quite quickly. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> dissenting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, there will be some tough questions. I mean, I mean, financially, I think if you look at Celtic financially, and they've been run. You have to say they've been run really well over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, listen, I think that they haven't maybe used their money as, as wisely at the right times. Um, I think they spent money this this summer. I keep saying it. I think that should have been done long before they did. I think that these signings should have been in place, given the importance of this season. I think these signings should have been done. If you look at, I think Celtic tends to be. Uh, the question I'd be asking the board: Why does why do the mules turn so slowly on everything? Whether it's signings, whether it's manager issue, whether it's, uh, it seems to be that it take too long to make decisions. I mean. We look at the summer, they, 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 could have, they could have signed Ivan Tony, who's now getting talked about as a £40 million signing, yep. um, banging in goals for Brentford. I mean, that could that, cost them £10 million quid. They go in with a low offer and don't get them, then they then spend £5 million on, on Albion Ayeti. So uh, it, it, sometimes it's not just about the I mean, Odds Edward cost £9 million. I mean, Odds Edward will make them that in return. Um, sometimes it's not about. I mean, I, I'm not going to say the board are penny pinching. I don't think. I don't think it's true. I think they do spend money. Um, I don't think. I think it's unfair. But I think sometimes that money can be used a bit. I mean, a bit smarter. I mean, I just. I don't think it's been used in child in the right ways. I mean, if, if it's only cost ten million pound for Tony, and and don't buy, you don't buy a, a yeti, and, and don't spend five million pound on a goalkeeper. I mean, that's ten million pound right away on the guy that's going to score you goals. Yeah, and you can get in David Marshall for a free or whatever. I mean, it's there's hardly goals out there. <laughs> there's lots of them. <laughs> uh, so I just think that's the question: maybe is the money getting used wisely? Which that that means that, that's all part of the structure of the club. That um, I said, I said, I said the city last week. I, I think this year has been a kind of a manifestation of a, a multi a multi level malfunctioning for the club. I don't think it's just a case of the managers not getting the goods. I think it's been a problem. I think there have been uh, um, mistakes made at every level at Celtic and over the last kind of 18 months or so. Uh, and maybe even beyond that, questions about the question of Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, um, he, he, he managed to coach himself out of bother with uh-huh. that, that respect. Um, 
So there, there, there should be some questions to be asked. Whether they get asked, I, I, I never know because you end up with people asking about the, 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 the I mean, the guy asking about the, 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 the pie's been too hot and all that stuff. You get, you get some, like, some wacky ones. That's true. Um, but you just hope that there's the, 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 kind of the, the, the kind of sensible, um, intelligent kind of um, analytical supporters get a chance to ask the, the questions that matter. Yeah. Well, you kind of touched on it there already, um, Michael, in terms of transfers and recruitment. Uh, so on that topic, we do. I've got another transfer window coming right down the pipeline. And it's, again, it's a sort of strange one because of, you know, I suppose Neil Lennon's been giving us backing until the new year, but we don't know what's going to happen um, between now and then and where he's going to stand then. So it's a, kind of, it's, a, it's a hard transfer window to predict what Celtic might do, hasn't it? It's it's really tricky. There's too many. There's too many kind of. Um, there's too many uncertainties. Or something. Mm-hmm. We don't. Yeah. I mean, the, the manager's been told that it'll be reviewed in the new year, which is um, it almost kind of sets a deadline on 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 on, on the kind of um, the current form. And then, um, but listen, there's a recruitment department behind the scenes that, that that should be operating regardless of who's in charge anyway. So that shouldn't really matter. Um. Actually, if it, if it, if it isn't if it is new line or, or whoever else it's beyond, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a recruitment thing. I'm going to nick Hammond and to sort of streamline that process where it could just be continuous. Yeah. Regardless of who's the manager. Yeah. I mean, you've got to look what the Celtic need. I mean, do they need to, do they need to let some people go that they aren't, they aren't are, are maybe not not contribute anymore? I don't know. Could we can could raise some money for some of these guys as well? But it's. To, to sell in January would be would be a huge gamble as well. Yeah. Given what's at stake, um, they need to go out and spend money. I think they do. I think they need some some just some some a fresh impetus in that dressing room to kind of someone who's not weighed down by the kind of history of this season. Because mm-hmm. um, at the moment, I, don't, I think the dressing room. I, I don't think that all this, all these protests and social media storms and all that stuff. I don't think are helping the, 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 the squad either. I mean, I think if you're if you're a player on the pitch last Sunday against St. Johnson, after half an hour it's then it's goalless. It has to be in the back of your mind. My God, last week we needed a police escort out of here. What's going to happen this week? Yeah, that's going to be in your head. So I don't. I think it's, that's counterproductive. Um, and these guys are a wee bit scared at the moment. I think which yeah. is, again, I think it's a kind of um, a vicious circle. I think that's that's that could that's leading towards the performances as well as anything else. Um, so is I think bringing in some fresh faces might help. If that's the atmosphere around the place, well, that's the thing. If you bring in some, at least some guys that aren't haven't been associated with this 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 wild and wacky first half of the season, it might it might help. Yeah, I still well, think yeah. I think they could do a right back. I think I think I think a goalkeeper. I think I mean I know it's early days for 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 Barkas, and you're you're low to write a guy off after just a kind of a few months, but. And I don't. I, the only thing is, you don't. You don't actually see them making like glaring errors, but it's just not a big enough presence for yeah. this. For this. This kind of um, this kind of club at the moment. Um, so I, I think that's something. I think they'll have to address in, in January if they want to keep in this this title race. Um, whether or not they can they can persuade Fraser Forster again, I don't know. I, I, it's still the same problems that were in the other summer in terms of him as well. So yeah. um, <coughs> and. I still, I mean, they're still looking a bit. Even though the bottle East, they got a lot of strikers, but none of them seem to be kind of pushing them. I mean, if you get Edwards and Edward fit, that that will take care of itself. If you get them fit and firing and, and clear ahead, then it, it won't be an issue. Um, 
So, but I just think they could do some fresh blood just to kind of lift the place a wee bit. I think that, that yeah. sometimes helps. Yeah, good will behind them, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't have at this moment as well. I've seen some suggestion, um, quite a lot of fans actually, that, that another option on the right hand side is needed. Obviously, they've got James Forrest who will be coming back, but it's. I think in wide areas, it's not really worked. I think that's been seems to have been one of the sort of main problems behind the struggles going forward. Do you think that's would be possible? On the yeah, end? I think. Yeah, I think that's the. Excuse me, I think that's an area that needed rest last summer as well, even for a bit of competition for. Um, James Forrest. Yeah, I think. I think something in the wide area would be. Would, I think. Yeah, they are struggling for width. Mm-hmm. At the moment, Celtic when I mean, they're. they're, they're but like, I don't think the way the, the formations have been changing that the three-five-two doesn't lend itself to, to that either because your yeah. your wing backs are kind of it's a bit of a shift for them and they're exposed a wee bit at times. Um, so that, that that takes and you've got Elanusi in the team who who is an actual winger and that that formation takes them out of the game. Um, they've played the four kind of four-two-three ones, um, but they don't have they don't have the right hand side covered and that because they haven't got the dense forest there. So yeah. it's 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 been a complete it's been a it's been a bit of a Rubik's cube for Celtic this season getting the, getting the, the the line up right. So they could do with an extra option. I think Forrest hopefully is is, um, is due back relatively soon. Um, but it, it can't, I think the old firm game may be too soon for him to be honest. I think it'll be early. I think it'll be the start of January maybe. Yeah. Um, so that's a concern. Um, so that's 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 another part of the problems that. Um, this season's brought they've never got the balance the team's never looked balanced right um, if you change the formation to one way you lose something and then changing it back lose something else so it's never it's never had the balance has never been right in the team mm-hmm. um, so it, something you can to throw more players at it I suppose isn't it that's there's a kind of deeper issue there as well um, oh, exactly. well that's all from us. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, thanks to Michael, uh, as always, for joining me. Make sure you download the Global Player app to get the pod as soon as it's available. And thank you, as always, for listening. 